but but I get it. Um, we are going to start. Oh no, Aaron is sick. I'm going to sell you out. Sick. Even if you try to edit that out, I'm going to sell you out. No, Aaron I'm going to edit it out sick. but leave this in. So yeah. um, that's absolutely this gap in the conversation. And it's like, oh, Aaron's sick. What happened? It's just, he coughed. It's just going to go from. We're going to start and I start coughing. I'm going to cut the cough out and you're just going to be like, oh, he's sick. He probably didn't leave that in. I didn't. I didn't leave it in. I even looked at the time so I could mark out and figure out where it was. A consummate professional, ladies um, and gentlemen. You should see here some of the conversations that we have that I cut out. The ones that are real, they're real dumb. They're not good. That's why I cut them out. It's because they're real stupid. I'm like, this adds nothing to the conversation. Like this one right now? Mm, Is this, this going to get I'm, cut? This one's not going to get cut. No. Whenever you talk about editing something while you're on the podcast, I always think that's a positive, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And also, <laughs> but for me, it's like living on the razor's edge, you know, because I never know if what I'm saying right now may never exist for other people. And that's I know. a wild experience, y'all. That's true. Yeah, that is true. I have some ideas about what just happened. I, I'm going <laughs> to see what, what, what happens. Um, we're going to play our weekly, bi-weekly, whenever you guys listen to this um, game early because I want to talk about it and I don't want to spoil what I'm watching before I get to talk about it because I want to play the game as well. So it's time for What Is Aaron Watching? Oh, no. And it's going to be... Um, it's a little different this week because I will give you credit if you can guess the platform, the streaming platform that I'm watching it on. Wow. Because I do not think there is any chance you're going to guess what I'm watching, and I don't even know how aware of it you are. Okay. But I could be totally wrong and just be judging you right now, and you could be just like, nope, this is what you're watching. But Okay. Um, yeah. Right. I, I will I will I will leave that to you and you can start guessing asking your questions and all right and this week we're doing we're mixing it up right instead of five questions and two guesses we're gonna do more questions right like we thought we we're gonna do like just to throw me a bone for one week to try it yes or, okay yes so how many so questions is it this time part of the bone is that you don't have to guess what I'm actually watching you just have to guess the, the streaming okay. platform. okay 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 so um, and I'm then gonna try anyway. I will I will throw you a hint um, after question three and six, and then you have to uh, guess after that. Okay, I like it. Um, good. So, question number one Was this streaming platform released within the last year? It was not. Is this streaming platform's primary color green? Mm, that's a good question. It's not. Is this streaming platform associated with a multi-billion dollar international shipping corporation? Yes. Wait. Mm, it is. It is associated with it. Yes. Is it HBO? No. Is it Showtime? No. I lose. That's two guesses. It is. You get. You. I didn't throw you a hint. We're gonna give Too you late. one more guess because I, I, okay. I cheated on that one. Okay. 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 All right. Well, I was your excited. Last, I was your excited. Last, your last question was very smart. 
because you could have tied it down to two different platforms because one company owns both of them. And one of them is a more traditional platform where you're actually watching movies and TV shows, and the other one's a little bit different than that. Uh... I don't know if this big company owns the second one, but it's heavily involved, and I know it has majority share. I'm pretty sure. You're not watching Facebook TV, are you? No. That was close, though. Good. good, That was close. I thought you would have got it with Shipping Company, because Amazon... I was going Amazon, yeah. Amazon Prime, and Amazon also owns Twitch. Uh, or it's very, very closely associated with Twitch. Like I connected yeah. my Amazon account with my Twitch account and I get like a free membership and loot boxes yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I never would have guessed Twitch. Never would have guessed. I didn't know you watch. Are you watching shows or are you watching a stream? I am watching a stream because when uh, I want to talk about something that's really important to me because it happens twice a year and I love it. It's the only charity that I watch mm-hmm. um, each year, twice a year. I'm watching Awesome Games Done Quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured you'd probably never get that. So yeah. I, I was like, let's just try to do streaming platform. Yeah. Well, if, uh, if I had known, if I had been at all up to date on my like temporal awareness that it's already that time of year again, I, that right. would have definitely been a guess. Yeah, and I just, I just of, have been out of the loop on that stuff because I've been preoccupied with other things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of my, and one of my clues was going to be this happens twice a year for a week yeah. long each time. Oh, I never would have got it. No, never in a million years. You so. know? And so that's so, what Aaron three max one. Yes, that's max, how no, max it is. zero. Max zero. Max. I've got a big fat zero. Yeah, that's yeah, okay. We'll figure it out though. Yeah, I, we'll get to a point. I love it. I just love the idea that every week I get to look like a doofus for a couple of minutes. Yeah, it's fun. that's something I'm very good at. I have yeah, a lot of practice. I, I feel at bad it. when you fail, so I'm going to keep on trying. To, Don't keep to, making to, it easier. Don't to lower make it, the bar. You have to get one first. It's so it's like yeah. when you're playing sports games against each other. You flip for the first home, and then after that, it's whoever wins gets to keep home field advantage. Because you need to beat me on my floor if you're going to get home field advantage. <laughs> this is how it works. The more you get right, the easier it's going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this year they they change it up every single year. But if you aren't aware of what's going on, every single um, year on New Year's Day, around New Year's Eve, and kind of that whole area, and also during the Fourth of July, so kind of like tail ends of each other on opposite sides of the year. Um, the games done quick company and, and charity and corporation, whatever they actually are, they. Uh, they put on a week-long speedrunning events marathon where they stream people speedrunning different games. And if you don't know what speedrunning is, it's beating a video game as fast as you possibly can, and there's all these different categories. So it could be beating a video game legitimately as fast as you possibly can, regardless of how it takes to get there. So like you can glitch, you can cheat, you can clip, like anything. And then there's like 100% runs, no glitches, where you have to like just go through the entire game, 100% it, and then just do it. Um, and so I find it just fascinating because you're, you're watching people who are playing these games and regardless of if you kind of like the game, there's just sometimes just, just amazing to see what they can do and how fast they are at it. Mm-hmm. Like they don't make mistakes very often. Yeah, it's pretty it's, incredible. It is. It's very impressive stuff. So, uh, and it's, it's fun. I love watching it with other people too. Especially the platforming sections. The platforming games are always super fun. 
just because of their, they're just so fast paced and so great. Like watching mm-hmm. somebody play Meat Boy or Celeste or any of the Mario games. But I also like the Ocarina of Time speed run because typically if they're not trying to do it with, if they're doing a glitchless run, they have to, um, they have to pretty much go backwards for the majority of the game and flip around so they don't know where they're going. And it's just wonderful to watch. <laughs> and like the fact that they've never, I watched watching somebody the other day playing Mike Tyson's punch out, Mike Tyson's punch out blindfolded with somebody else. So two people were holding the controller. One was doing AB, one was doing the D pad and they were both blindfolded and they went through and beat Mike Tyson's punch out. Holy cow. Like that's the kind of stuff that's like, it's just so much fun to watch. So yeah. And every twice, so every single time they put this event on, they do different um, charities. So this charity is the Prevent Cancer Foundation. Um, last charity, I think, was I know they've done Doctors Without Borders a couple times, um, but they just want, they change it up, and then you have an opportunity to donate. So right now we're halfway through the week. We're a little over halfway through the week, and we're at one one million dollars, pretty much which is awesome so check it out it's called awesome games done quick it streams 24 hours for a whole week it's really fun uh, it's just it's just a good time yeah and it's a great cause too yeah and so go donate if you if you're feeling like it. Uh, yeah you know what would be great what um, would be great do they have one in japan like a dragon ball themed uh theme park oh i'm sure if they don't it's in the works like i'm sure it may be a part of some other theme park but i can't yeah. believe there isn't one we got sure they have some out. sort of like mega store or something did you know there was a land in japan called nara dreamland Mm-mm. i think it's called nara dreamland let me pull that up a little bit um nara dreamland japan so nara dreamland was supposed to be disney's theme park in japan but something fell through and they ended up using the one in tokyo instead so, when you look at it, it has a castle, like Sleeping Beauty's castle, and it's like very, very similarly laid out to like mm-hmm. Disneyland, and all the buildings are the same because they got quite a bit built before they like stopped. So there's this like clone Disney theme park that doesn't <laughs> exist anymore, but like it was, like it's so cool. Yeah, that sounds really weird. It is like really like dystopian, weird. like dystopian Disneyland. Yeah, you have to listen to or watch the video Defunct Land uh, YouTube channel, Defunct Land, spelled with a C. Um, <laughs> it goes through all these different closed down theme parks and, and shut down rides in all these different theme parks, and it's pretty amazing. Yeah, that um, sounds like a lot of fun. When I first moved to Portland, and I was, I was just missing Orlando, crazy. So I would spend like hours in my room on the weekends just watching theme park history videos <laughs> just over and over again. That's one of the many reasons I think you're a delightful human being, Aaron, is you're <laughs> so sentimental. Oh, uh, I am. That was that was me being sick. I'm not I'm not I'm not, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> uh, I'm not crying. It's <laughs> raining on my face. So, yeah, I mean, like the theme parks are so cool because um, I have such an attachment to them just growing up, you know, going to, I was just talking to my roommate about Six Flags tonight, just like mm-hmm. how awesome it is to be like Six Flags Magic Mountain and going to Disneyland and California Adventure and then getting to work at a theme park for a while. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. And meeting you at the theme park, you know? Yeah. So I think that's, that's, that's why it's always, uh, it feels weird not living next to a theme park. 
You know, yeah. did you have that like for a while? I mean, you did it. I still you have moved it. Away a couple I times. still have it. I'm like, people are like, what do you want to do this weekend? I'm like, well, we could go play in the park. Nope. Yeah. And it's like going to the movies. Like, yeah. that's what it is. It's like, would you want to go see a movie for two hours? Yeah. Sure. You want to go to the Magic Kingdom and get a Starbucks and just wander around? Wander around. Rides. Don't don't even people go on. watch. The, like, I can't even tell you. I've been to so many theme parks and gone maybe zero to one ride. Yeah. You know, I'm there for three or four hours and we just kind of walk around and don't do anything. We check out all the other stuff and like. There's primo people watching. Oh, oh, yeah. It's so good. Um, one of my old, uh, one of my, uh, not old, but one of my friends uh, used to do a little like fun game about uh, fashion at Disney. Like, what are people wearing at Disney? Mm-hmm. And uh, they would share like the pictures between each other, like, and all their friends. It was fun. Yeah. That is delightful because, yeah. like, you can spot people like Disney bounding and stuff like oh, that, yeah. and that's always cool. Yeah. I always thought that was an awesome way for people to cosplay. Oh, I do too. I think it's so cool. I have a friend who, who, um, when they eventually go to Disney, it definitely is going to be Disney bounding. I'm yeah. very excited about that. I think, I think I may even try to Disney bound too. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, I man, this is so good. Um, so. Do you remember? <laughs> this is one of my favorite times. At we've been to the park a few times together, but yeah, the first full times. day that we went together, when it was like just you and I hanging out, kind of wasn't like we were hanging out for the first time by ourselves, but it was like early friendship. Yeah. And you brought your umbrella, and we're just like strolling through the theme park with your umbrella. We went to Columbia Harbor House, and you showed me that upstairs room, and we rode Space Mountain, mm-hmm. and uh, it's where we both fell in love with Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> um, and when we were going down splash we like charged down the oh yeah i do remember that yeah with our with our with our like we were front row just like bring it on and we like leaned over the edge and like put mm-hmm. the broom out that was great yeah. um yeah that was awesome um i don't and know if it was for those of you listening like i don't just like wander around with an umbrella like a character quirk or anything like it rains a lot down in orlando and like it'll just creep up out of nowhere and dump on you for like 10 minutes and then it's gone again and that's just like a normal day you can like time what time of day it is based on how close it is to raining or not in the summer and and so i wanted i knew that if i didn't bring the umbrella we'd get poured on and since i brought the umbrella it didn't rain once yeah i think that's i actually do think it didn't rain once uh-huh. I remember it didn't yeah. rain once. You tried to give me a hard time about it, and I said, it's my – I am the reason it did not rain once. Like, <laughs> you're, you're welcome. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Um, yeah. What was um, – uh, I can't remember what I was going to ask you. I had something. I'm going to – are we delving into, like, favorite rides and memories we are. and stuff? We are. We are going, I think I'm going to start uh, diving deep into some theme parks because I want to get into it. I think okay. it's something that's really fun and important because it's, like, the basis of our friendship. Not necessarily theme parks, but, like, it, it is the vehicle that, that led us together, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's kind of, like, the beginning. So I, I wanted to start. Yeah, it's, it's formative. Yeah, it's formative. So I, I really want to know, though, kind of, like – Give me some background, family vacations at Disney, you know, if it's only Disney, what other theme parks kind of floated it for you, you know, back then? And then what led you to eventually want to work 
specifically if you wanted to work specifically at the theme park or if you wanted to just work for Disney. Okay. All right. This is a great series of questions. Uh, and to start, I've got to take us all the way back to my younger days. I grew up outside of Houston, Texas, um, from about age one and a half until I was 13. Um, and the big theme park down there was Astro World, which is a Six Flags park. Also, a defunct land video. Um, check yeah. it out. It's great. Yeah. That's actually and a really good episode. I made Rob watch that episode. Is it? Yeah. Well, it is. You should look into you it. You definitely should watch it. I think okay. you'd like. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was always a thing that kids my age wanted to do and go to and experience. And I thought it was fun. I went once with some friends. Um, but this is back when I was not an adrenaline junkie yet. I was really scared of, I have a, I have, I am acrophobic. I, I have a fear of heights. Um, and I have since conquered it and like I can ride roller coasters with friends and I will absolutely do that. But it was never something, especially growing up. It's not something that I actively seek out by myself. Like I, it's, it's much more something I prefer to share as an experience. It's a lot like nice dinners. You know, I don't just like treat myself to a nice steak dinner and a fancy glass of wine because I feel like it. I like to share those things with people. Um, so I never really cared about it. And the few times we did go to Astro World, I didn't ride any of the rides because I like any of the important rides, like the big rides, because I was scared. Um, and I was scared because my I guess my first real roller coaster was at the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, which for those of you who aren't from Texas, uh, you may not understand, it's the largest rodeo in Texas. And that's saying a lot because they love them some rodeos down there. Um, and the carnival outside is massive and it's like legit. And so the, the roller coaster they had was basically just a bunch of drops, right? And so you go, all, and it was wooden. So you would go all the way to the top. You, you just immediately, like you come out of the paddock, you tilt up at like a 60 degree angle and you go up for like five stories. You do a quick little sharp U-turn and then you're down and then back up and quick turnaround and down. And it just like drops you like 12, 13 times. And I hate the feeling of free fall. I'd like it's, I can't do free fall rides. I'll do roller coasters cause there's forward movement. I can't do free fall. Um, and as a kid, that was a, dis, that was a distinction I hadn't quite learned to make. So the first time I rode it, it was just me and my dad. Cause my younger brother was too scared and my mom hated roller coasters anyway. And I was like, no, I'm going to tough it out. I'm going to do it. It's going to be great. And I was shaking and screaming at the top of my lungs and I did not like it. It was not fun. And so after that, I was kind of over roller coasters for a long time. I was like, I don't, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, but theme parks for me were always really fun. And I think that got in me early because I, 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 even though I didn't personally appreciate what they had to offer, I appreciated being a part of a community where so many people were having fun. You know, it's like yeah. it's like going to any sort of event, big event where other people are out having fun and bustling around and there's lots to look at and see and listen to. So that was really enjoyable. And that that resonated with me for a long time afterwards until seventh grade when I asked, I had been after my family to do it for years. And I finally, the spring break of my seventh grade year in Houston, I convinced my family to go to Walt Disney World for spring break. And so we were there for um, like five, four nights 
and like we drove there as a family, like through through Louisiana and stopped over in New Orleans and then drove to Disney. And we were scheduled to stay at the Contemporary. And to this day, this is like one of the most special memories in my life. Like we rolled into Orlando, we rolled onto property, we go under the gates and you know, Mickey and, and his friends are there waving you through under the gate and then you pass onto property. And once you get onto property, like the Contemporary is basically on the far side. So it's a long drive. But it was like, and it was late and we'd been on the road trip and it was just this enchanting, like we are in another world now because the traffic dies off immediately. And so these wide roads sweeping back and forth, you start to see the signs for the various parks and we pull up to the contemporary and from the contemporary, you can see the Polynesian, you can see the Magic Kingdom right there next to you. You can see Space Mountain, like the, the, the Seven Seas Lagoon is right in front of you. It's all spread out there. You're a part of the picture now, right? You're part of this image you've been seeing on TV. And I was so excited out of my mind that I did what I up to that point didn't ever care to do, which is I went in with my dad to check in. Normally, I just waited in the car, you know, to, to carry luggage or whatever. But I was so excited. I wanted to see it. I went in. And we got to the register and gave them our name. And the woman punched it in. And, in, and a look of sort of disappointment and fear crossed her face. And my heart dropped. Because for me, I was like, well, they don't have a reservation. We have to go home. And she, she, she did some quick recovery and she said, I'm so sorry, the hotel was overbooked. I don't know what has happened to your reservation. This is terrible, let me get my supervisor. And she got her supervisor over and the supervisor was like, that's no problem. I'm sorry you can't stay with us this visit. We look forward to having you next time. There is a suite available over at the Wilderness Lodge I think you're going to really enjoy it over there. It's a really cozy place and your magic will begin tomorrow. And and honestly, like that was something like that was one of the like lasting examples of positive customer recovery that we ever had in our lives was like the notion that like what could have been a disaster turned into a real special experience. And so we were in this suite for like three nights and then they had to bump us down to a regular room. but for the last night, but it was, it was so fun. And it was so, cause the wilderness lodge, for those of you who don't own the, the contemporary is very like modernistic, like seventies, seventies pop, uh, architectural, mm -hmm. like very sort of avant-garde for that time. Um, it's really pretty. It's just very it, you know, it, it like felt sterile to me, honestly. Yeah, it definitely does. I, I think what I mean is, is if, Brutus, if, if you like that style, I think it's awesome. And I just yeah. kind of dig it, you know? And I, I, I've yeah. always really liked it. Contemporary is the only place I haven't stayed that I've really wanted to. Yeah. Um, and the Contemporary is special because the monorail runs right through the building. Yeah. So you don't even have to leave climate-controlled conditions before you enter the park, which is pretty cool. Um. But the Wilderness Lodge is the opposite. It was it was all this carved wood, and these it's modeled after like a hunting lodge or, or yeah. one of the grand hotels from the Pacific Northwest. It is back I in like the sixties and seventies. Yeah, about the Wilderness Lodge for you when you finish. Yeah, go for it. Ooh, so all the wood comes from the Pacific Northwest, um, Canada, Washington, Oregon. They built the entire cabin in a little town called Sisters, Oregon, uh, prior to taking it out to the Magic Kingdom. 
in that area to make sure everything fit together. And then they took it apart and then transported it and then put it back together. Wow. It's just like, just, they're just playing Lincoln Logs. Yeah, that's <laughs> literally what they're doing. It's just like, <laughs> mom comes in, she's just like, well, God, pick up your Lincoln Logs, we've got to take it to Florida. Come on, we're going on vacation. <laughs> we may not come back, we may be there forever, but it's still going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. I, it's yeah. such a beautiful resort. I love that it resort. Is. It has some of my... If you can ever get a chance to go, even just eat at the restaurant, um, Artist Point. Yes. The oh, man. ceiling in Artist Point is so beautiful, yeah. and the food is so good. They always have a mm-hmm. berry cobbler for dessert. They dessert with warm ice cream. It's blackberries. They have really good alcohol because it all comes from the Pacific Northwest. So the beer is always really good, and they have some really choice whiskeys there. Yeah. Yeah, I love that place. It's, it's – yeah. It's such a good. I have had many dinners there. And like twelve foot tall, roaring. Oh like, yeah. Stone hearth fireplaces, like all this warm wood, it, rocking chairs. It was so cozy, and it was yeah. so much better, and it was so much more enjoyable. And you can from there, you can get on a little boat that carries you across yeah. the lagoon to the Which front way of the Magic Kingdom. Way better than the monorail. Always take no the offense, ferry. monorail. Yeah, yeah. That's the rule. We always take yeah. ferry. Yeah, the monorail is fine. You definitely need to do it at least once. But oh, for sure, the monorail is really good on the way back. Yeah, but but I like the ferry going to any place. Any place yeah. I'm trying to get to in Disney World where I'm not coming back, I always try to go uh, water. Yeah, it's just feeling the, the air on your face. Mm-hmm. It's just wonderful. Yeah, it's it's special. It's definitely a special place, um, and it was perfect for us. And we did Artist Point for dinner like the second night, and we just had such an amazing time, and we created so many memories together. And that was when Atlantis had just come out. And so when we went to what was then MGM Studios, we toured the animation studio. And I always loved to draw growing up. And and this guy basically drew us the main character from that movie and said in in like two minutes and then turned around in his chair and smiled and said, I I get paid to do this for a living. And, And that just like blew my like 10 year old mind. And so after after that, I knew I had to work for Disney as soon as I possibly could, as soon as I legally could. Um, And the easiest way to do it, to get into the company for sure, was to do the college program. Mm -hmm. And so I I grew up in a family where it was like a a foregone conclusion that I was going to go to college. So it was always pretty straightforward that when once I did a semester of college, I could apply and be accepted to the program. Yeah. And that's what that's exactly what I did. Which is so great because then it extended your college years out a little bit. Yep. And then I got to do my master's and then go to Disney. And yeah. we went at the same time. Like, yep. It's just so good. Um, gosh, I had something for you. MGM Studios. So I have a friend who works in costuming at Star Wars mm-hmm. over there and does the shows. And she sent me a snap today of a coat that she came across that was still labeled Disney's MGM Studios. It's really wow. cool. Yeah. Like, and like, it's like one of those like old tags that you get at the back of your like jacket, you know, that's supposed to be for like the brand. And it just says MGM Studios on it or Disney's <laughs> MGM Studios. It's really cool. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, man, that's great. The, uh, that's a cool kind of introduction to everything. So yeah. outside of the theme parks, did you have any kind of love and admiration for Disney? Like this oh, movies? Yeah. I, grew up, I grew up watching the movies as a kid. Yeah, absolutely. The Disney and Channel, I, the cartoons, that kind of stuff. The, the cartoons were okay. okay. Uh, the movies were always what really spoke to me. The, the Disney Channel was all right. Even 
it it was really coming into its own once I was old enough to kind of see that it was a little bit childish. Like I never really got into even Stevens. Yeah. Um, the made for TV movies were always kind of quirky fun. Like I loved Brink, the one about the <laughs> yeah. rollerblading competition. That Johnny was Johnny Tsunami. Yeah. Absolutely. Smart House. Luck of the mm-hmm. Irish. Um, one of the greatest weekends I ever had in my entire life involved uh, Disney Channel movies. They were doing a. They were releasing their hundredth Disney Channel movie, which I think was mm-hmm. Adventures in Babysitting. And <laughs> um, they were marathoning back to back from start to finish all. Maybe not from start to finish, but all the Disney Channel original movies. So I, Holy my partner cow. at the time, worked weekends and I didn't. So. I spent literally from Friday night on my couch till I had to go to work Monday morning, laying down, eating probably pizza, just watching Disney Channel movies back to back by myself. Nobody else was there. (laughs) And it was one of the greatest weekends I've ever had. It was so amazing. Um, That's it's really interesting because um, the Disney Channel was like like the main reason why I like Disney so much. Mm hmm. Um, I mean, I'd been to the theme parks a lot, and when I went, I'd been going to the theme parks my entire life. My first time going, I don't even remember because I was too young, yeah, to know. Um, and I, I, I don't, I don't know exactly how many times we just. I, it was just. It felt like every year. I don't know if it was every year that we went, but we went at least every other year uh, on a family vacation for a long time to Disney to Disneyland. We never went to Disney World until I moved and worked there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was mostly the Disney Channel that like, I mean, the, the, the theme park too. I love being in the theme park. It's so awesome and special. And Disneyland is such a wonderful place. And I, we had such good family vacation. Like I never had to convince anybody. My, pa- my parents just always went. You know, it's yeah. interesting. Like we just like, there's one of the things we just did. You just yeah. go to Disney and we always went to the theme park and then... Uh, once we started uh, doing uh, missions trips with our church down to Mexico, would, they would stop off at a day at Disney on the way back every single time, and we would go mm-hmm. to do that every other year. So I was looking forward to that as well. Um, and so for the last like five times, to- like you know, the last several years, I was living with my parents. We, you know, I got to go to Disneyland at least every other year mm-hmm. for a while. It was great. Uh, but what really did it for me was just. The, I mean, it was really Disney Channel because I watched, I watched Steven Stevens and I watched yeah. all those Disney Channel original movies. And I'm, we were, you're a little bit older than I am, about six months. You're not that much older than I am. True. And I loved all of that stuff so much. Yeah. And I watched it all the way. Th- I probably fell off a little bit in high school because most of the Disney Channel I watched was the cartoons like um, Winnie the Pooh, Aladdin, yep. and uh, Gargoyles. And uh, they had a bunch of reruns of all the DuckTales and Darkwing Ducks, but but I, I liked those a lot. I remember watching those when I was younger. But the ones that really got me were like Jungle Cubs yeah. and Recess, and some of these other more recent ones that and I just would. I mean, you may watch it for a long time. I love watching the Disney Channel. Yeah, uh, and I, I I liked a lot of the the TV shows, and I still think to this day. Uh, one of my favorite sitcoms is a Disney Channel sitcom, uh, and it's more—it's really recent too. I think it started uh, coming out in the like in the last decade. 
Um, well, what is it? Don't leave us hanging. No, I'm not going to tell you. You guys will watch all the Disney Channel sitcoms. Uh, no, it's um, it's Liv and Maddie. And I legitimately think you should all watch it. What's it I called? Liv and Maddie. It's about two sisters growing up in Wisconsin in high school. And they're played by the same actress. <laughs> it totally works. She's an amazing actress. It's very good. That's I, very fun. And the best part about it are her two brothers. I mean, she's amazing, and I love her very dearly. I still follow her. You know, I, she's doing more music now, and she's been in a couple of different things. She's done some Marvel stuff oh, on the cartoon side. Uh, but her brothers are also amazing because one brother's just this total nerd, loves cats, and is just super funny. And his younger brother is like a conniving, like really smart, always getting into kind of mischief, but like really wholesome. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's it's all it's, it's real wonderful. I've recommended that show to several people, and every single time I have, they're like, "I don't think so." I'm like, "No, you need to watch this. Trust me." And then they do, and like, yeah, it was really good. And I finished all <laughs> of those. Like, I know. I cried during both seasons three and four. Yeah, I love Living Maddie. It's so good. And is it on Disney Plus? It is. Absolutely. Actually, Ugh. I don't know if it is. It should be. Um, I should check. It was on Netflix for a long time, so I don't know if it's still there. Um, but I bet you it's on Disney Plus. Uh, yeah, and everybody should, who has Disney Plus should definitely watch it. Yeah. Um, has the Aaron stamp of approval on it. <laughs> so, um, you know what's really cool, though, is that um, I didn't think about doing the college program and going to Disney until. Uh, like your experience of going into the theme park for the first time is so apt. Like, it's so amazing. And I'm sure back when you went at 13 years old, what would that have been? You know, late 90s, early 2000s, and they're still. Yeah. That was still when they were trying to. They were trying to uh, appeal to your demographic. Yes. Like exactly. that was the Eisner years that he was like, hey, let's get some teenagers in here. Yeah. So what a great, and that's what I mean, that's when I grew up going to the parks too. Like what a great time to go to the theme parks is during, yep. during those years. And I do want to talk about Eisner somewhere in the future um, because yeah, I think I his, go ahead. I, I just think his reign as CEO is so interesting Yeah. for Disney because it like, created all of the movies that we now love yeah but also like took the theme parks in a really interesting weird way mm-hmm. and i think it was great and i kind of miss his style but he also kind of did a lot of bad things it's really interesting yeah and i i want this to be more because we got to specialize today in theme parks right so we don't want to go too hardcore disney because we could do an entire podcast about oh yeah that too. absolutely absolutely i what i kind of assumed is we're probably going to run over and have to do two parts <laughs> um, uh, to be fair, because because we've been recording for about I don't know, almost an hour now ish. Wow! And we're just getting like touching the surface about why we both like theme parks. Yeah. So I'm totally fine with doubling this up too, because because okay. I can talk about theme parks and I think they're interesting. So, um, but what I guess my point was before I tangent it did it um, was. Uh, my first introduction into Walt Disney World was very similar, and it was really interesting the way they did it. So my first trip into Florida ever was on the college program. I f- I'm fly by myself. I get there. I go to my hotel. I get picked up with the shuttle. They're like, you guys going to the college program? Luckily, the guy next to me was also going to the college program. So him and I are like, hey, we know each other. Let's be roommates. Mm-hmm. That guy got kicked out a week into it, and then Rob and I lived together. So wow. magic happens there for mm-hmm. sure. It definitely does. Uh, I've made lifelong friends on that program. Yeah, absolutely. Several. Uh, 
so he asked us he's like hey since everybody in this van is going to the college program do you guys want to take the scenic route and we were like yeah let's do it that sounds great so where you get <laughs> dropped off to do all of your stuff for the college program is not on Disney property I don't think it's possible that it's backed by the all-star resorts but I don't think it is I think it's on the college program dorms and it's either either that or Mickey's retreat I can't really remember but I don't think it's on property you're so, talking about processing like yeah, when you get when, your assignments when and you stuff? get your assignment and stuff the that's, very first that's all day at, uh, that's all at Vista whatever yeah yeah right Vista way yeah yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so if anybody knows anything about the geography of the airport in relation to the theme parks, in relation to Vista Way, our driver had to make such a big detour to go and drive us through Disney property to get to yeah. Vista Way. And I yes, think that's did. so cool that he, he didn't work for Disney, but he like understood what it meant to these kids about mm-hmm. like venturing off and working at this place that was like so highly revered by them to have us like and drive us through the theme park just to get us to a place and it probably took an extra 20 15 minutes to do that at least um i remember like and it's like, that's just i remember that drive so vividly and i think it's so cool and great what he did um so if you're out there listening thank you i, I appreciate it mm-hmm. um yeah and then uh, we got placed in the parking lot and the rest is pretty much history um, so that's pretty much theme parks for you guys. And um, my favorite theme park in the world is probably Disneyland. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely Disneyland. For sure. Not my favorite land, though. I'm going to guess you're probably a Magic Kingdom person. I am and i'm also a disney world person just because it's disneyland and more right yeah Yeah. and and like it also has a lot to do with where you grew up i'm sure like i never went to disney world so i probably would have liked that a lot more if i was first introduced to disney with the magic kingdom yeah you know but like i went to disneyland before california adventure was even built like i remember when it was just like a wally world parking lot from that movie you know like and like oh my gosh there are suddenly parking structures what's this other theme park over here what's this thing called downtown disney do is there rides over there mm-hmm. it was really cool um yeah what uh that's not my favorite uh land though i think my favorite land resides in a non-disney theme park Ooh, uh, wizarding world of harry potter yeah absolutely yeah i think universal does such an amazing job of theming yeah. their lands they nailed it they it's, really did it's so good uh, the butterbeer is incredible all the like small shops that they have there and like they do the Deathly Hollows play with these amazing puppets and it's so cool um, mm-hmm. we always watch whenever we have a chance to get there uh, but you have an interesting story because you got to work both at Universal and Disney and I did not so I did what's I that? wouldn't say I got to I said you, I had to you had to that's true yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and that's a whole other story for another time. But the long and short of it is that Universal is a lot like – like in terms of its operations, it's much more bare bones than Disney is, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have quite the infrastructure. Um, 
but they because of that they also don't have a lot of the holdups so a big part of the reason that like one of the notorious experiences at disney was that the seven dwarfs minecart ride took like two years to build and it was because disney had all these like union regulations in place around work hours and the amount of work people could do on any one project and universal didn't have those rules and so universal cranked out the transformers ride in like three and a half four months and it became like their number one attraction in the park which is absolutely ridiculous to think about um and the fact that the fact that Disney gets held up by those things and Universal doesn't means that Universal has really had a chance, especially under Comcast, to catch up. Um, but as as an employee of both companies, it was super obvious to me the expectations of the guests coming into the parks. And I felt like people at Disney were much friendlier. They were much more eager to have a good time. Um, I feel like the people at Universal kind of just wanted me to do my job and get out of their way. Right. And I never felt that way at Disney. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I never would have thought about that. I guess that's true, because whenever I go to the theme parks, I'm just like, just do your thing and let me just go, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't, so I didn't enjoy my time at Universal at all. Right. Um, but that was partly because the supervisors that I was working under were um, in no way qualified to be supervising anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, doesn't that happen everywhere? No, <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> No, um, I get that. Uh, I, I think between the two of them, I really enjoy Universal's theming a lot. Um, yeah, they do. They do do an excellent job. They really do. I like I because whenever I'm at Disney, and it's it's more difficult. I don't know if it is more difficult. It's just different. Their themes seem more generic than Universal's do. Um, I'm not saying it's a bad thing either way. I just like the fact that when I walk into Jurassic World and that land or Jurassic Park, I, f- I feel like I'm on the island walking around there. And even when I'm walking through some of the Disney theme parks, um, specifically like Animal Kingdom, which has more of a natural build to it than like a specific build, um, I still don't necessarily feel like I'm in Tibet when I'm at mount everest in that area yeah and they're just a little different um but i, I just i always admired universal for that and I, I i like a lot of their rides and um but i have a question for you um before i get into anything else if you could live inside of one land out of any theme park you've been to and explode it out into like this is not what the world is like which land would you choose whoa <laughs> What a question. Because you can ruminate on that for a little bit. I have a hard time if I want to take the – like the obvious answer for myself would be wanting to live in Harry Potter world, I think. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see what a um, world that – if you take Tomorrowland and blow that up, what that would look like or um, – Mm-hmm. So like, oh, the comic book world inside of Islands of Adventure. Yeah. Um, you could go to Dr. Seuss. You could do some of the theme park stuff from like Six Flags if you wanted to get into uh, the uh, other, like the DC superheroes and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
So I think I would have to choose Harry Potter, though. I mean, as, as like obvious as I think an answer that is, I, I think that's something that I would – I want to try to – you know, the problem is, is like you know, the world is not fun unless you're magical. If you're not magical, right. then it's just like you're living in the regular world. So that's a gamble I'm taking there because I'm not magical right now. So who knows if when I get into that world if I'm going to be magical or not. That's true. Oh, dang. I didn't even think about that. That's, that's yeah, tough. Yeah, you'd just be a muggle. I could just be a muggle. I, would I know of the existence of magic? Because yeah, if I, I think, yeah, that's an interesting question. Because if I did, I think I'm still taking that world. Even if I'm not magical myself, I still want to be in a world that, that, that exists. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I'll have to think about that for a bit. Yeah. I need to think about it, too. Uh, I will have an answer for you by the end of the show. Okay. Um. What's but it's that's hard, man. There's a lot of really good ones, and I haven't been to all of them yet. Like I haven't been to the Avatar Land, I haven't been to the Star Wars oh. Land, so I don't have oh, all the pieces of the puzzle either. That's true. Well, we can just pick on the lands you've been to so far. I wouldn't want to live in Avatar. I've seen that movie. That doesn't sound like look like a like a fun place to live if you're not like one of those creatures. Yeah. Um, but the Avatar Land does contain my favorite ride of all time. Well, let me rephrase that. The best ride I think exists <laughs> that I have mm-hmm. been on is Flight of Passage in the Avatar world. It's incredible. Have you guys been able to go on that yet? Not yet. We're going. We're going this spring. Yeah. <laughs> so not yet. I'm still yeah. behind on that on that uh, train as well. Definitely, either get a fast pass for it or get just get there really early and just go. Yeah, we're probably going to use fast passes for it, honestly, if yeah. we can get them. Yeah, I would. Though it is on like you just walk a little ways further, and you can grab some Starbucks, then you can go jump in line for uh, Avatar, and then wait, you know, your hour and a half, and just sip on your Starbucks. And mm-hmm. Enjoy yeah. yourself. Enjoy the queue. Yeah, queuing for a ride, honestly, is like they put a lot into the queue, and so that's honestly for me part of the experience. It is for sure. The first time I go on the ride is like being in the queue and and seeing what they've done and how it works and all that stuff. Yeah, the queue for Avatar is really cool, especially once you get inside of like the plant area, not just like through the rocks yeah. and stuff. Yeah, um, it's it's awesome, and the ride's incredible. You feel uh, you feel like you're riding the dragon. That's the feeling you have. It's yeah. like I am riding the dragon right now, and it is amazing. <laughs> I I love it. I've, I've I've been on the ride so many times I've yet to be disappointed in it. I got off of the first time I was like, this is the best thing I've ever ridden. Uh, it just is. <laughs> just no hesitation, huh? No, it was exactly I walked off. I had gotten a cast member preview. Um, I didn't get it. My friend actually did, and I actually happened to go with him. And um, I walked off and I looked at him and said, I think that's the best ride I've ever been on. Like, I know I just got off of it, but I'm pretty sure that's, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> And that was like two and a half years ago, so three years ago. So yeah, I, that's pretty wild. So I think I'm still right. My other like favorite rides though is definitely Splash Mountain. Oh yeah, uh, it's hard to beat Splash Mountain. And I have definitely a a soft spot in that place for me since I worked there for a while. True. Um, yeah, you definitely carry some bias into it. Yeah. Then um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is also a lot of fun mm-hmm. <laughs> i like that ride a lot it's the only place in the world you can go to hell and back um it's great <laughs> if you had to pick that, a, fav- a favorite ride i'm sorry i'm coughing all over the place over here favorite ride yeah uh oh that's easy um the 
Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. That is such a good choice. Thank you. What, what makes so that too. your What makes that your favorite? It's just so whimsical. Yeah. You know, it's it's like it's Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, but like done the way it was meant to be. Like it's not quite as scary. It gets kind of spooky there in the middle, but it's not too bad. And there's there's a room you go through. Like I've loved Winnie the Pooh forever anyway. And the queue is phenomenal now. They redid it like a decade ago and it's so much better. And made it interactive. Do you and, do you rub the honey? Oh, of course I rub the honey. Okay. I get and then I immediately germex my hands. Yeah, you have to. Th- that is probably more concentrated with um, uh, germs than the restrooms. Yeah. If, like, if, I bet you money. If you don't immediately, like, Purell that stuff, like, your hands may melt off. It's yeah. possible. I've seen somebody it's walk into the beginning of the queue like, listen, I can't ride this anymore. I don't have any hands. So mm-hmm. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was um, that was interesting for sure. I think... I think, and then there's a room, there's a room in there that's like, it's like, um, you, you go in and it's a rainstorm, right? And it's, it's that they play that song, drip, drip, drop little April showers. And, and the way they do the, the, it's just like little led strips, right? But it's just like droplets of water falling in and pooling around you. And you feel like you're on the water going through this room. And it's just so cute. And I always come out of that ride feeling better than when I got on it. Which is like, yeah, and like in in a in a more fundamental and profound way than just like I had fun, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of feel the same way on the uh, dark rides when I go, even though it's not quite dark. When I go through the Little Mermaid, the new one, mm-hmm. it's just so colorful and fun. Like yep. I just I like that ride so much. I think if I could pick out of every single ride in all the theme parks, though. The one that I just never can, I never get off of that ride and I am not happier and just so much joy in my life is, is just a regular carousel. Yep. I don't know what it is. I just like sitting on that horse going up and down. It's so much fun. And like, mm-hmm. it just makes me giddy and I start giggling. It's just great. I love carousels so much. Yeah. It's simple. It's just so simple. Like, and so it's like the perfect ride, you know, it's enjoyable and it moves and you get to like people watch in circles. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I like the idea of just, just big person just sitting on top of a horse with all these little children next to him. I think the like (laughs) idea, like in the picture of that thing is really funny. Like I'm probably having more fun than you are right now. And you don't even know that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh man! So I want to get into into my probably favorite part about theme parks, and um, that is the food. Mm, yeah, let's talk about some food. Yeah, because because you know a lot of people are going to talk trash about Disney World food. <laughs> they they do what they have to do to serve the people they have to serve to get to the taste they have to get to. Yeah. You serve seventy thousand people in a day and try to have something unique. You come back to me and let me know what you talk about <laughs> without like 40,000 of them complaining because it's too spicy or it's too, too this or too that. So yeah. I mean, college programmers are making all of your food. So yes, but still. Um, so I, I was kind of, I was thinking more table service, but now I, I do want to get into some quick service before we yeah, get, we into, gotta. get into table we, service. 
we got to um, cover the bases. So do you want to break it down for people who may not even know the Disney model? Um, yeah, because it's kind of the same model around all of theme parks, right? Yeah. So you have your – and correct me if I'm wrong on any of these and because I'm just spitballing on what I think it is. Mm-hmm. You have your outdoor vendors, mm-hmm. which is going to be more of your popcorns, your sodas, your Mickey bars, your ice cream, your lemonades, you know, churros, integral park, corn dogs if you're lucky in at Disneyland on the right day. Um, so you have your outdoor foods. And then you have kind of the next step up for that wouldn't necessarily be quick service yet. It would be more of your like smaller shops, uh, like a confectionery where it's just selling candy or um, the bakery where it just sells ice cream. And well, that one just sells ice cream. But there's, you know, other places that sell bread and that kind of stuff. And then you can throw into the Starbucks, which really just sells their kind of trinkets and their um, coffee. Which mm-hmm. is now in both Universal and Disney, and I just get a coffee every single time I go. I think it's such a smart idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really care that the branding on Starbucks is just there. I think Disney does a, and Universal actually both do a pretty great job of making it part Blending of the things. Yeah, yeah, I think they do a really good job, and I, I think it's like when they used to have McDonald's fries um, in the theme park. I don't know if they ever did at Disney World, but they had it in Frontierland oh, at Disneyland. Did. Yeah, they had it in Frontierland at. Disney World too. Yeah, and it's just so much fun. I love those little shops like that. Those are the kind of shops I missed. Um, and then you have places like Sleepy Hollow that's a little more expanded, but it's kind of quite like the bakery, where there's three or four things on the item and items, but it is kind of like there's no real dining area for you to sit down at. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, you really kind of graduate into quick service restaurants, which is going to be Cosmic Rays or Columbia Harbor House. Um, I don't eat a lot of quick service restaurants outside of the Magic Kingdom, so I don't know a lot of the other ones that exist on property. Um, and I don't know any of the Universal ones because I hardly ever eat there. Um, yeah. But the Richter Burger, that's one of them in Universal. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to be like McDonald's, but in a theme park. I mean, it's essentially what it is. I think yeah. it has a little bit better quality, a little bit more options. Typically, there's a salad. There's going to be a chicken option. There's going to be a burger option. And there's all these different themes, too. Like, Tortuga Tavern is really cool. I like that place a lot, mm-hmm. actually. Um, and then uh, I think it's Wild Bill is the burger place there. Yes. And so that's kind of your just opening up of like, all right, quick service restaurants. Uh, you get your food in a tray. You go sit down. That's the difference between quick service and table service is whether or not there's a wait staff that's going to yeah, be yeah, taking. They're the really food designed for, for like families who have kids who need food now. <laughs> they are right. Like when kids are having a meltdown, you need to you need to file into a, a line, get food really and quickly. And get them happy again. I, I think they do it really smart and they don't make the lines big enough for lots of people to get through. Yeah. So what they do is it's like, okay, mom and dad, you go through the line. Kids, you go sit over there at the table. Yep. And we'll get the food and we'll come back and then – or go get your condiments right now because they always do a great mm-hmm. job of laying those out as well for yep. everybody. Uh, my favorites uh, – well, we'll get to that in a second. Um and then table service. And table service mm-hmm. is um, – there's multiple levels on table service as well. You have your buffets and then you have your table service that's just going to be like a – you know, going like an Applebee's or um, – and then you have table service that's more like the Rainforest Cafe and not necessarily in the quality of food because typically when you get table service food at Disney, it's really good at that point. There's not a ton of terrible table service restaurants that there isn't something good on the menu that you can get. 
the problem is finding it. And that's a big thing I think that a lot of people struggle with yeah. when they go. It's like it's a lot like Disney itself in a in a more concentrated form where if you do it wrong, it can really be awful. Yeah. But if you know what you're doing and you know what to sign up for and you know which parts to participate in, it can also be really nice. Yeah. And that's that's I think where a lot of people fall down uh, on on their appreciation of Disney and the parks is like not not doing their research, not knowing yeah. what they're getting into. And they show up with kids. They don't bring any water. They don't bring any food. And they wind up getting charged a lot of money to stand in line for what is basically two or three rides for the entire day in the sweltering Florida yep. heat. Yep. Yeah. And that's that's anybody's nightmare, man. That's miserable. Yeah. That's not fun. No. No, that's not fun at all. Um, I always tried when I was doing tech uh, stuff for the Disney website over the phone. I had like one of my... Um, back office people or you know one of the more technical people fixing like fast passes or fixing something for one of the guests we i tried to start getting into conversations about okay what do you have planned for the theme parks where are you guys mm-hmm. going what do you think about doing you thought about food yet you know and then yeah. try to hopefully guide them into the right direction just because it is such a better experience if you have somewhat of an idea of how to do things there and, mm-hmm. and i think and what to order even? Like I know like Luigi's there on Main Street USA in Walt Disney World is like just like the worst example of overpriced Disney food where you pay like $25 for the most mediocre spaghetti bolognese you've ever had in your life. Yeah. And it's like that's not what you order. No. <laughs> right. But people don't know that and it's a safe bet at an Italian restaurant that you're unfamiliar with. Right. And see, the thing is with a lot of times theme park food is what I was trying to hint at earlier is when you're feeding 40,000 people, you really can't have the most flavorful stuff because you need to make it generic so less people complain and more mm-hmm. people can eat it. Yeah. You know? It doesn't need to yeah. be good. It just needs to be good enough where it's satisfactory. Yeah, um, because and there there are a handful of ex- of exceptions to that, and I want to come back around and touch on that because yeah. I have very strong opinions about that. Yes, we will. I'll, I'll mark it down. Uh, well, the first thing we talk. Actually, let's just do it now. Let's just let's just wrap into it now. There's no reason to wait. Okay. All right. I didn't know if you had any other points you wanted to make about the the table service. Like, well, the thing about that is is after you get the table service there's really just a few different levels you have your regular table service and then your buffets and then your signature restaurants and then you're like ultra signature restaurant there's only one of those on disney property but um anyways signature restaurants are going to be the ones that are going to cost you 45 to 50 bucks a steak and uh like you know your plates aren't going to be less than about 35 40 dollars yeah and um, they're absolutely worth it oh absolutely yeah <laughs> the I, food is so good yeah like, they charge you out the wazoo for it and man it's delicious it's great and my friend and i have um fred rob and i have uh taste tested a lot of these different places mm-hmm. um like i went to the Cellier and Yachtsman Steakhouse within a week of each other. Yeah. So I could figure out which one had the better steak and which one had the better atmosphere and which one was a better overall restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the Cellier, but the Cellier is also one of my favorite restaurants I've ever been to. I go back to it all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and the steak there is amazing. And Yachtsman Steakhouse was a technically better steak but i liked everything else at the cellier so i think it's overall a better place to eat yeah because the steak wasn't we also ordered the best cut and the best steak possible at yachtsman and i got um like we we like rob and i ordered the uh bone-in ribeye for two or something like that 
yeah. were like, and then I ordered just the the, the regular like prime cut ribeye at La Cellier, and it was just mm-hmm. barely not as good, you know. So, mm-hmm. and the meat was good; it was just cooked a little bit, a little bit worse. Um, but I do want to. That's kind of the restaurants for you, and so. No, I need to. I need to make an honorable mention here because not all the food is like mass-produced mediocre. Yeah, I need to talk about the best restaurant on property at Walt Tell Disney me. World for f- quick service. Captain's Cook, and that, that that's an important uh, distinction. Quick service because some of the fine dining is exquisite. Yes, right, and even a lot of the the table service is exquisite. So I'm not knocking all of it by any means. There's a lot of good stuff, especially if you know what you're looking for. But I have never been let down by Morocco in Epcot. Oh. And that's because the pavilion is sponsored by the king of Morocco. You're right. Because he sees it as a cultural em- embassy, basically, for his country. Right? So the food in Morocco is incredible. They do shawarma. They do some of the best couscous and tabbouleh I've ever had in my life. And it's always fresh and flavorful and delicious and satisfying and filling without being the sort of greasy, heavy stuff yeah. that you find at so many other places. Like, it's not, like, all just, like, greasy red meat. It's, like, lamb and chicken, and it's been grilled beautifully, and it's just so tasty and so so delightful. It is delightful. It's, it's it easily, easily my... So as much as I love the Columbia Harbor House, in, in terms of, like, ambiance, the food... And Morocco is far and away the best quick service food available on property. At least since the last time I was there, like probably 10 years ago. It's probably not changed all that much, to be honest with you. Morocco, I've eaten that quick service food. Not a lot, though, because that's the one you kind of have to get at the counter, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily like a giant quick service restaurant like Buffalo, like Wild Bill's is. It's kind of more of a smaller, intimate Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only eaten there. It's like, like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's honestly like a sidewalk cafe in France. Yes. is what it feels like. Yeah, it's exactly what it feels like. Yeah, I've only eaten there once, and I've never been a chance to, never had a chance to eat at Restaurant Marrakesh, which is the sit-down table service restaurant yeah. there. I've never done that one either, but I can't. I have never been let down by the yeah. quick service, and that's what's amazing to me is like if the quick service food they do is that quality, I can only believe that the Marrakesh is so much better. Yeah, dude, it's. Yeah, I think next time at Disney World, I'm going to make it a point to go to Restaurant Marrakesh. Just like, yeah. this is what we're doing. I don't care if it's food and wine. We're going to Restaurant Marrakesh. Like, <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I would point you guys towards is Captain Cook's at the Polynesian. Mm-hmm. They have some of the best nachos I've ever tasted. It's the only pulled pork is on point. Yeah, man. and it's not. It's the it's, so the pulled pork and the cheese. Wonderful. Great. Love nachos. What really sends that one over the top, though, is they have this really interesting, refreshing, tangy sauce that goes over the top of it. And it's the only nachos that I've ever eaten that I feel lighter and, like, it's, like, got some weight to it all at the same time. Like, that sauce does something to you where you're like, this doesn't feel as heavy as it usually does when I eat nachos. Mm And they're incredible, and they serve them on those Hawaiian uh, like kettle chips that you can buy at the store. Nice, yeah, I love those. <laughs> yeah, they're they're it's it's so good. I highly recommend going to Captain Cook's and getting those nachos at some point if if you have a chance to be in at Polynesian. They're so good. Um, the uh, do you have anything more to say about quick service or table service as far as no. the quality? You just wanted to make sure you pointed out restaurant. Mer- or yeah, that no, Morocco. I just I, ha- I had to get an honorable mention yeah. to Morocco because that place is 
dope. It's so <laughs> that good. Is yeah. incredible. Yeah, I love that place. Do you have a favorite experience that you've had at a restaurant? Oh, absolutely. Well, um, yeah, walk and me it's through not that. really fair um, because I carry a lot of. Uh, it's tied. So I have a favorite experience at a restaurant, but then I also have a tied experience that kind of counts in a restaurant. And so I'll give them both right quick. Um, favorite experience, like the correct answer, the real answer, like dining at a restaurant. My favorite experience was absolutely the, what is it? The California grill on top of the contemporary. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that place, like we, we had an, we had a phenomenal server. The food was so good. Um, he like he he waited and like held our appetizers so that they wouldn't get cold while we were watching the fireworks. Yeah. Like he was so fun and supportive, and it was just phenomenal. It was the best. The food was incredible. Had like four or five courses. It was one of the best meals I've ever had in my life. Um, and I was there with my mom and my dad and my brother, and it was really it was one of the most special memories I carry around with me to this day. Um, the runner-up slash tie slash honorable mention is um, on my first college program, I was dating a woman who worked at Cosmic Rays. And I we had gone on one date together, and I decided, because I was a custodial in Tomorrowland, we were, we were in the same area. Mm-hmm. And so I would occasionally wander through their their um, their lobby just to kind of like spot sweep to like kind of keep their floors clean so they could be focusing on other stuff um and she she worked there and so i like i went through to because i'm just on like a regular route to see if she was like interested in me enough to acknowledge me when she was working (laughs) yeah and she absolutely did and it absolutely just sent me over the moon i was like oh my gosh i'm i'm doing it right it's working (laughs) I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it everybody. And that was, that was a really impactful moment for me in the quick serve in the dining experience at Walt Disney world. That was like one of the most memorable ones to me. That's, Oh no, I take it back. Um, so restaurant, do you mean like, Oh, she's not important. We're going to do a different one. Well, I just mean like I just suddenly had a panic because one of my most memorable nights with her was at Raglan Road. Ooh. And then I remembered that Raglan Road is my favorite restaurant. So um, California Grill was lovely. But if I get one meal on Disney property when I'm there with my family, it's Raglan Road. Yeah. Bar none. That's... That place is my that place is my spirit. Like that place is my heart in yeah. a restaurant form. It's really good. I love yeah. Raglan Road. Yeah. I had a date there once too. I didn't know it was a date until after. <laughs> um, Good for you. But it was. It wasn't. It wasn't like soon after either. It was just like months, and I was leaving Florida. I was just like, uh, so we went out a couple times. Were those dates? I don't. I don't. She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize. You're, you're hopeless. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just talked to her yesterday. She's a good friend now. Good. Um, anyways, yeah, that's that's a really funny. I love that. Like you walk through the restaurant just to, just to like. That's great. Well, I was definitely gonna wave at her, but I was like, I was gonna smile and wave and see if she, like gauge her reaction. Like, yeah. did she care that I had that I had popped by? Yeah. And she super did. She was like, and then the next time we hung out, she was like, that was so sweet. I can't believe you did that. Oh. Like. I, I, I've never dated anyone who would do anything like that. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I like you. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Good, good work, Max. Thank you. 
Thank you. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Got it. Um, I've, I've been trying to honestly think about what my favorite experience has been at a restaurant. I, I, I probably, okay, I'm going to do two different coasts here. Um, so <laughs> my, one of the best times that I ever had is when my older brother and I were by ourselves running around Disney late at night. And I think we were probably both in high school or he was in college and I was in high school at the time. Mm -hmm. And the park was closing in like 20 minutes. And typically they put outdoor food services away like 30 minutes, 45 minutes before the park closes. Like they start packing stuff up that way when Mm -hmm. the park closes, it closes. Um, We spent the rest of our night running around all of Disneyland looking for a churro. Because, <laughs> like, when you're younger, you're like, you don't pay attention to where stuff is. You don't realize, at least I didn't, that, like, stuff is in the same place every single time you go. Yep. Like, and I didn't realize that until later. <laughs> didn't develop object permanence until you were, like, 18. Yeah, when I turn around, I don't see, see, Brutus, I sometimes still think he's gone. I got to keep on checking back. Uh, it really worries me sometimes. He's still there. Sometimes I look at him, too, and just see if he's still breathing. That's important. Breathing pets and- are better pets and it takes me sometimes like a second to be like Brutus <laughs> like I walk out of the shower and he'll be like laying down in front of the heater I'm like look down and I don't see him moving it's like hey hey you there are you there <laughs> um, anybody home we ended up finding a churro and it was really good it was a really good churro and that kind of just cemented like that churros are like a theme park thing for me now yeah um, I don't get churros every time I go to a theme park that would be reckless but <laughs> but most of the time yeah, yeah I love churros I had a churro last night actually last night two nights ago two nights ago yeah and is that with or without the uh, theme park no we didn't do a theme park no the chocolate dipping sauce like is oh, that a I mandatory gotta... part of the churro experience um no I, I appreciate a churro on its own I don't need any kind of extra I love sauce sauce is, is my one of my is probably my favorite part of food um and it's uh, it's absolutely not. I like churros just on their own. Mm-hmm. If someone gives me a chocolate dipping sauce, I'm very happy about it. Or if you get those green churros that they sell during Halloween at Disney and you get the caramel dipping sauce, that's really mm-hmm. good too. You get some caramel apple churros because they do like a little cream, like jelly filled thing in the middle, which is all kind of apple-y. And they give you caramel sauce. And you could just dip it in there and have like a caramel apple while you're getting your candy from all those candy lines. Yeah, that sounds incredible. It's so good. So that's probably like my most memorable time. Um, coming in a very close, very close second is um, <sighs> just one time that my friend Adam and I decided that we were gonna go to beer garden together and we were having a great time driving to the theme park and like it was during food and wine so we we got a couple drinks too when we were Mm -hmm. walking around and adam just opened up in a way that i hadn't seen him before and it just like really (laughs) hit me and like this guy is like yeah i need to keep him apart like i had so much fun with him (laughs) as we were driving to the theme park neither one of us could remember how to get to Epcot. We were kind of like, what, I don't, why, why can't we remember how to get to Epcot? We were having so much fun. We could not figure out how to drive there. So we missed our exits off of I-4. Oh no. So we drove back around that way. You get to ESPN and mm-hmm. then like went past the like 
pop sensory kind of road and like went that route to Epcot. Yeah. And, and as we were driving down that road, Adam's just like, where are we at? I don't know what road we're at. I'm like, turn here, and I think this is where Pop Century is at, and it is. It's like, okay, we fit. Like, okay, it's like, okay, I, I can get to Epcot from here, um, and we had a few drinks before we went to Beer Garden, and we got seated. So Beer Garden is a German style buffet, and it's one of my favorite restaurants. It's there's two restaurants that it's my wild, favorite. yeah, yeah. There's two restaurants that my um, parents and I go to every single time they visit and they used to come visit about twice a year when I was in Orlando and cause they love the theme parks. As you can tell them like taking me every year, they, they love, they love theme parks just as much. They actually were kind of sad that I moved away from Florida and, and I don't think they were just kind of joking sad. I think they were actually sad. Like, Genuinely sad. Like my mom, I think was joking sad cause she's the one that's just like, yeah, but like at least we have you closer now. And my dad's like, yeah, but it's really nice having you in Florida. Cause then we have a reason to go to Disney world and now we don't. Yeah. And it costs way more now. Cause we can't get, you can't get us in it for free. Like it's like, yeah, I, you know, um, <laughs> but so you sit down at this table of like six to eight people and yeah, it's like family style, it's family right? style. So, right. So, so it was just Adam and I going, so we got seated with six other people. The moment we sit down, they all order their drinks and then one of the children kind of has – I don't know if it was the child that had to break down. I think it was the adults who were upset that her their child was of the age to be per, to be charged an adult price. But mm-hmm. they didn't think she was going to eat that much. So they didn't want to get charged that much and they left. Wow. So – and that was like 10 minutes into food. Not even food. They hadn't even gotten anything yet. They were still arguing with our waiter and I was just like – because I saw them arguing with the hostess at the front of the restaurant before we got sat. And I was just like, okay, whatever. Oh, they decided to but, come in. But cool. to be fair, an adult meal versus a kid's meal at a place like that is usually somewhere between like 50 versus $15. Like it's a big difference. Well, beer garden is $35 for dinner, 38 sometimes. Your child's right. going to be 27. So it's not going to be that much different. Okay. Maybe 21. So maybe you're looking at a $15 difference. Uh, Which is noticeable if the child is, is. just going to like pick at some chicken fingers. I understand, and then... but this is part of the things that we were talking about of people having a better time if you do just yeah. a little bit of research. Yep. You know, like you made the reservations. Maybe they didn't. Maybe the travel person made the reservations because that happens a yeah. lot. And, yes, it does. And so I think just folks being more informed and just call. If you just want to yeah. know about Disney, don't do anything. Just call somebody. Start talking to them about a theme park because they probably go all the time, and they're there to like tell you about it. Or talk to us. Hit us up on social or media. Talk to We're us. here to help. Yeah, absolutely. I used to uh, when I did uh, leaves for ESPN. I would have some of the people who would come down from Connecticut, and uh, some people like there's a couple of women that I did maternity leaves for, and one of them I was just like, oh, you're going to Disney soon? Here, here's my email. Let me know. We had like a little email back and forth between each other. And I was like, go here, go here. This is how you got to do this. This is how you got to do this. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Um, I like And having the inside scoop makes such a difference. Oh, it absolutely does. Oh, 100%. Because I, I can, because all I got to know is what you want to, because the important part about going to a theme park is figuring out how you want your day to go. Yeah. And I guess what I mean by that is, is what kind of person are you? So my yes. dad and I get a real, get along really well in theme parks because all we want to do is walk around, drink our coffee. And if we happen to go on a ride, great. We like rides. Yeah. But if we happen to not, okay, we're just here to hang out and really just kind of mm-hmm. walk around. My mom wants to just like do every ride, get their park open, close down the park. And my dad and I are like, well, it's been about four or five hours. We could probably go back to the hotel and chill for a little bit. Let's go back and come back later tonight, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So it's so important to back have the same understanding of like the people you're going with because that'll totally yeah. change yeah. like the enjoyment yeah. of your park. So if you want to go ham, managing expectations. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. And I think talking to somebody about what the theme park and what to expect really helps with that. So yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. For sure. Um, the people at the restaurant left and I was sitting there with Adam like, do you think they're going to reseat these tables? Because they just lost some money. Like, and they probably need to reseat these folks. And they didn't. Nobody was reset at our table. So we have wow. this gigantic table, which is him and I with all of our plates kind of like strewn out in like all this room. And we're just watching the show, eating way too much food. Yep. That was, that was a lot of fun. I had a lot of good, I had a lot of, a lot of fun with that one. Yeah. And they serve, they serve beer in signs there, right? Like in the leader steins. Yeah. If you it's want. great. <laughs> yeah. It's a good time. It's, it's great. It's going to pay $40 for it, but you know. Yeah. It's part of the experience. There are not many places in the continental United States where you can buy yourself a liter of beer at a restaurant. So no. when you have the opportunity, you should definitely see it. There is this um, German beer, beer, German uh, bar in Portland. I think it's called Prost. It's mm-hmm. in the northern side. Yeah, everybody, you should go check that out because you can get like German style beer there and some really good food out back that they serve. Uh, you kind of want to go. Maybe I'll go tomorrow night. <laughs> can I make you want to go? I think I'll go tonight. Night is still young. It is. We're supposed to get snow next week. I'm so excited oh, about snow. Um, I possibly you can will, keep it. I know we're not going to keep it because um, it, it, well, but I mean it's forecasted, but I'm not really hopeful about it. Yeah. Um, we'll see. You know, with this post, you'll all know whether we got snow or not. <laughs> I just want to have a snow day where I just hang out with my roommates. Yeah. You know, and just like chill in the snow. Um, mm-hmm. Though my, I asked my roommate because she's a photographer if she would take pictures of me with my drum set in the backyard playing um, if it snows because I have a white drum set and I think it'd be really cool. And we have a green, like a really big green bushes in the backyard, so it would just be this white drum set with all the snow a set against this like greenish background. Mm-hmm. I think it'd look really cool. And then I asked her if it was okay if I was naked while I was playing the drums. And she just looked at me <laughs> and she says, yeah, that would be better. I was like, it would be better, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's just like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay. I mean, you could just wear like beige underwear or something that just matched your skin tone. But like, yeah, that also works. <laughs> the sacrifices we make for art. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where do you think the uh, – if you could go back right now and not choose Raglan Road, but any place else, what what restaurant would you go to in this frame? Does it like, have to you... be in a theme park? Because this is kind of a theme park-centered conversation. Yeah, I have to ask say. So it could be in the theme park, or I want it to be surrounded by that. So if it's downtown Disney, I'm accepting it. If it's City Walk, I'll accept it. Or any place else, you know, like Cedar Point. There's a Chick-fil-A in Cedar Point. It's pretty good. So Yeah. Um, so is this like... I can go to anyone that's not Raglan Road? Is yeah. Is that the, that the yeah, question, because, the prompt? Because I know if you could go anywhere in the world to eat, you may go to Raglan Road. So I want to remove that from your options. Okay. So what's my number two? Yeah. Essentially, what you know, and I guess the question is right now, in this moment, if you could go eat someplace, where would it be? Because I'm not really hungry yeah. right now, but I think right now, in this moment, I kind of want some of those nachos again. Yeah. 
That's really, really hard. Um, if if we're talking, if we're trying to talk theme parks, I'm just going through them in my head. Give me a minute. Okay. We're talking theme parks. I'm probably in the Magic Kingdom, which means. Uh, you know what? Don't worry about it. No, I don't. So here's the thing. Like, we're going to get back to it. We'll talk about that. You mean we're going to talk more about this? We're going to talk about that next week. Because you know what, guys? Uh, it's kind of time. All right. Well, that's the heck of a cliffhanger. I'm sorry, everybody. No, I wanted but, to. Uh, Come tune, back. Tune in next week. We're going to talk more <laughs> yeah. about theme park food because I want to talk more about this because I think I want to touch on food and wine and like the. Uh huh. We haven't talked about that at all. Yeah, that's really important. Yeah, and I still really want to get more into rides with you. Um, yeah. We, we didn't even talk about any of that. No. We're gonna we, have, s- we haven't talked about the best places to sit in each of the parks Absolutely. to people watch. That's something, so this is going to be your 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 fa- – like if you want to plan a trip, just listen to these two podcasts. Yeah. And we'll, we'll do you right by that. Until then, um, we're going to leave you with where uh, Max would want to eat in this moment. So next time when we talk, it may be someplace different than what he was choosing tonight, and that's what I like about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, stay continued. So what's going to happen for you is is you're going to have to wait a whole week for this to, uh, to to go up. Or maybe you won't. And I'll post everything at the same time. It'll just be a super long episode. So right now, you may be back with us. <laughs> but but probably not. So um, come back. We want to we do some more theme parks with you. And I, I kind of want to get in some non-Disney theme parks. If, if you've maybe some Astro World yeah. stuff and some other things yeah. that I want to pick your brain upon where you've been um and i'll talk to you about hong kong disney um, oh yes and, and we'll, we'll we'll go down that route um so that's to come but until then this is uh this has been infinite pulp and i'm aaron and i'm max and we never introduced ourselves but uh we're gonna we're gonna do a sign off instead and just go from there all right, guys, you guys have a good night. You can find me on Twitter and everywhere else. Just look at Damped Mango and Max. I am Max Baron Reed. You can find me on Facebook and sometimes on the Internet. I'm working on a website. I'll have more about that in the coming weeks. Uh, yeah, and, and I'm also Max Baron Reed on Twitter. Perfect. All right. And Instagram. And Instagram. Gosh, I'm on Instagram, too. We're so young and hip. I know. We are with it. I'm only I mainly just have an Instagram though, so I can take cute selfies while I'm on vacation. So <laughs> that's well it's important to have motivation. That's why I vacation though. You know? Yeah. It's 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 really why I do my thing. So Yeah. Yeah. Good night everybody. We'll see you next week.